Was that your phone? Oh. Do you mind? Sorry. <laughs> no, I leave it on loud. Thank please, you. Please don't. <laughs> it's really rude. You've done this before. It's... There's no pressure. <laughs> Except I'm not for a all the pressure. Teller, so. I'm, I'm so no glad pressure. I asked you. This is great. I'm, this is a perfect fit. All right. <laughs> Oh, hi, you're listening to Service from Hell, a podcast featuring people that are currently in customer service positions or the lucky few that got out and all of the good, bad, and infinitely irritating things that go along with that work. I'm actor and writer Kate Gaffney, and I'm uniquely qualified to discuss this as I used to work at a very busy and very popular comedy club in Los Angeles. And at least one of you listening right now has probably grabbed me and told me you were ready to order when I was running around like a crazy person. So let's eat. I'd like to welcome our guest, writer and producer, Alessandra Quest. I didn't say that right. Alessandra Quest. Alessandra. That was Quest. perfect. Okay. Should I applaud myself? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alessandra lives in the shadows, emerging only to feed and purvey general mirth. I can't. I should have read this before. I didn't write this bio, and it's the funniest bio I've ever received. She has an affinity for U.S. dollars. <laughs> I'm not going to get through this. She has an affinity for U.S. dollars and produces reality and game show television to accrue (laughs) said greenbacks. She's so ridiculous. In addition to the throng of bitches she calls her friends, she has two female dogs that are very cute. I better know Alessandra from writing on a show together during the pandemic and only knowing one another through Zoom prior to right now. Kind of a lie. I met her one other time, but this really is the only time that counts. She keeps saying how pretty in person I am. And she's so correct. Like, thank you. I really am so pretty. That said, Alessandra, what brought you out to L.A.? How much fun was it writing the challenges during Love Island? What is your favorite type of dancing? Because I think you used to be a dancer. Tell us. So... It was like a bad husband (laughs) brought my mom's like great, great, great grandmother to L.A. Like so it was like somewhere on the East Coast, like probably like I don't know the Midwest. I'm not from there, if you can't tell. But like so I don't know what state it was, but like I just know that she was like super blonde and she was on a train and she was like pregnant and fleeing her husband. And she's there with her mom and like they're like on the train, like pulling out of the station. And the story is that her mother was like, oh, no, she's blonde and like shoved her head down. Wait, what is this for? This was like what brought my family to L.A. Are you joking? No, this no. is really true. I didn't really move true. to L.A. I'm from Southern California. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. So they were like fleeing a bad husband like when she was pregnant. So it was like, wait, this is not this is how many generations. back? This is like six, I think. Holy yeah, yeah. shit. Yeah. Wait, shoved her head down on the train. And yeah. What? So like a pregnant young woman's mother shoved her head down like at the last minute. Like we got it. We got, we're skipping town. We really need to hide your blonde. I, I'm guess, I think it was like an afro or something. But she was like bright blonde. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, so that's that's what got your family to Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a train <laughs> with the head being shoved. Uh, were you so? How many generations back? Are you properly? You said Southern California. Are you properly from LA or where? Uh, I was born in Camarillo, which oh. is just north. Okay. Yeah. And so, how many generations? Six, four, five, six. You, I'm a sixth. That is that is deep, LA. We're deep. Yeah. Wait, do you hate it when people move here and like shed all over your city? No. What bothers me is the people who are like. I don't know, the most special person in their small town and they move here and they're dicks. And they're like the worst ones in traffic and they think they're special. Those, I feel like that's the worst part of LA. Can you pick them out of a crowd? Yeah. How? 
because they're the ones like not trying to stand in line and like cut, you know, <laughs> because they're more special. That's right. Oh, that's so funny. Wait, so then having been generationally in LA, what made you want to be in entertainment? I feel like you would hate it. What else is there to do? Fair enough. <laughs> that's a great question. It's like, do you want to go to the party? And everybody's like, yeah. Like, why would you say no? That's right. It just it's feels right like here. that's all you can do here. Yeah. So you, but you started dancing like as a kid. Well, my mom put me in dance when I was too so okay that's just what i started doing yeah and you got really good at it and loved well, it well the thing is we moved around a lot so i like have a lot of experience in a, whatever kind of dance was available at the time but like no i was not near professional in any sort of dance i just have a lot of experience in different kinds oh that's cool would you still do it yeah yeah because it's like it's a part of me it's something i really deeply love it's what i do for exercise oh it is yeah, yeah. what kind of dance are you doing right now um well there's a lot as of, we speak no, no, you're like currently there, dancing there are pro ballerinas that do class on instagram so that's just what i've been doing You've been taking pro ballerina classes on Instagram. Yeah, it's not like I signed up. You just like, they do lives. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's really great. Quick listener note, Alessandra, I am going to get this name right. Alessandra has on a shirt that's made of cardboard. So, um, and she's talking with her hands a bit. Totally fine. But if you hear a, it's not me. It's a guest being a diva. Just kidding. Just kidding. She just has on a really cute shirt that is making noise. Okay. So you are taking Instagram live glasses dancing. Are you just doing like toe pointing shit in the middle of your living room? Yeah. Um, I hold on to my dinner table. Do or you the really? Counter. Yeah. Wait, I love that. Yeah. Does your husband live for it? No. Oh, he doesn't like it. I don't think he cares. I think oh. he's just happy I'm working out. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's nice. Okay. How much fun was it being a challenge producer on Love Island? It was great. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, we, I don't feel like we had to work as hard as everyone else. Um, morale was a lot lower in different departments. We were, you know, in Hilo, Hawaii and other teams didn't have cars, but we had a car. And so we could just explore a little bit. It was, we were very much like a family. I, you know, we got tired of each other at times because we're spending six days together a week, but, but it was so fun. And like you would, so you're watching, you could watch the live feed at any time of the day. So it's like the Truman show. If you go into the control room, it's like a million big screen TVs. Each, each screen is split into 16 different cameras. And so it's just wild, the views you could have. But anyway, in our office, which was a restaurant, we had just a live feed. And so but it's like, what else are you going to do in a quiet part of Hawaii? So we would like, you know, call it a day, go make our dinner. And then a lot of us would go back down and watch the live feed, you know? Yeah. Well, the episodes, we, we just got super into it. I never expected to be so attached to these people that I've never met. Uh, so you never did get to meet them? No, 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 no. Like I probably could have, but no, I haven't. How does that show? Cause, so for people who don't watch the show, it's so good. <laughs> how, how do you... How does the show work and what does it mean when you are a producer of the challenges? So these shows, they cast a wide net and they try to, you know, cast the hottest, most interesting, diverse group of young singletons. And then (laughs) they live in a house together. You know, they do various challenges and the challenges are always in some way love themed. And so maybe it's a test of compatibility or a pheromone test or so on. And these tests are really good. And because they help drive the story. So it's like they might create controversy. They might create moments or, you know, that's basically why they're there. Okay. And, and it's a bit action. It's almost like the sports time. So to produce that, does that mean you would come up with these challenges or what does that mean? Yeah. So you come up with stuff, the art department would build it or the props team would build it. And then, yeah, you're there and you track what's going on. What was your f- most proud one that you came up with? I know you had a team with you, so you probably didn't come up with things alone. But like, what did you have an idea that came to fruition? 
we had so for Paramount Plus we would do like live hits and so it was a instead of any of it being edited it was start to finish entirely a live challenge yeah and so these were things that you kind of had to make sure would carry on on their own you know like you just had to trust the momentum and trust that whatever you would build would work for like 40 minutes to an hour okay so meaning like you needed the challenge to be able to go on for that long yes without producer interference or you know so on Oh my God. And so we had one and it was a truth or dare challenge. And I just came up with the dumbest dare and it was just like, kiss like no one's watching. Well, millions of people are watching, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but we had this couple and they were great and the camera loved them. America loved them. And at one point, so they read the dare. It was a scavenger hunt with dares and so they find the dare in this quiet room and then it's you know kiss like no one is watching and the guy goes well I don't even care who's watching coming and he like picks her up and it's like this the most passionate moment and then then he lays her down on the sofa and there's an overhead camera and I'm in the control room at the time so I hear the the director going like calling out the cameras and it's very exciting and and so suddenly you're seeing the overhead shot of this couple and it looks like it's so cinematic and then he's like roll credits and then so it was like my moment was out and I was I was very proud of myself oh I would have been too oh that's so great and that was kiss like no one's watching was just one of the ones you came up with yeah what's one you came up with that didn't work was there one that didn't work? Well, there was one that still ended up playing. It, so we had this thing where we were always trying to get people to do things with their feet. You know, like eat fruit out of someone and put whipped cream on someone's Oh, that's head. making me so sick in my stomach. Okay. There was <laughs> one where I had come up with the idea of like putting a cherry in between each of your toes and making someone eat them. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm going to be sick. And the way we wrote it, I guess we'd gotten the note because the Islanders, we call them the Islanders, they were sick of doing feet things. <laughs> Can you blame them? No, I cannot. And so the way we wrote it, I don't know. I don't think it involved feet, but the way they interpreted it, they put the cherries in between their toes and then somebody was going to eat them and and we're sitting there going, that's not even what we wrote, but we're so happy they're doing it. It wasn't supposed to be a foot challenge, but all right. But now it is. So we're so excited. gagging trying to eat food from someone's Oh, that makes you want to throw up. Okay. Oh, and I hate feet. I do too. But I'm not one to go on reality TV. Fair know? enough. You don't have to be game for that. Do you know the casting process? I know you said they cast a wide net. Were you? Do they make them take those? Not divorce. What? Whatever the hell those psych tests. I've heard that they make them go through these extensive psych evaluations. I feel like. It depends on the person mm. because I heard one of the girls saying, did you guys have to take like a reading test? And people were like, <laughs> no. <laughs> and so I don't know if that was just like the psych eval or if they're like doing you know, like a Forrest Gump test for her. If they're like, <laughs> is she below the line? Like, can we even put her on TV? Is this unconscionable that yes. we have like cast yeah, someone like this? <laughs> okay. so there's some, I'm, I'm not entirely sure though, because it's a different department. But what I do know is that I think they reach out to people on Instagram. They reach out via all social media platforms to okay. find who's hot and single. Okay. And which, uh, what's your favorite thing about being a writer? Making people laugh. Do you do stand up then too? No. Why not? I should. You should. Uh, You're very funny. Truly. Thank you. I took a stand-up class a few weeks ago, but I was, you know, I was doing this uh, graveyard shit. They call it overnight, but it's it's graveyard. Yeah. Um, for reality TV. And so I'd started the stand-up class. I took one class and the the woman leading the class is like, she's like, this isn't going to work for your schedule. So oh. we'll have you in the next session. But let me say in that one class, it went very well for me. <laughs> Did it really? <laughs> Did you try out like material you had already written in the first class? No, because they were like, she's like, no pressure, which is good because I would probably just panic anyway. So Okay, yeah. you know and she's like no 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 just so you know we didn't know what we 
were getting into with the first class, so nothing was prepared. And she's like, talk for five minutes about whatever is going on in your life, whatever is personal to you. And so you did, and then you felt, but you got laughs even in that. Yeah. Oh, that's not, in the idea I would assume is to teach you how to follow the laugh and get like truncated and make it, I mean, you didn't take the rest of the class, Man, so you I don't know. get that far in the process. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, yeah, 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 no, it's your schedule. It's your schedule, that's why you can't continue. Yeah, we'll see you in a couple of years. <laughs> I'll be back, you guys, I promise. <laughs> oh, you know, whatever. If you book something else, that's fine. What's the Zoom link? What's what? the door locked? <laughs> I can see you guys, let me in, please. Why are my emails bouncing back? Is this your email address? <laughs> Okay, so making people laugh is your favorite thing about being a writer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, and what's your least favorite thing? Rewrites. Hello. That's so honest. <laughs> the eye strain. Because <laughs> nothing's ever done. No. Oh, it's the worst. Okay, and what's your favorite thing about being a producer? Money. Hello. That's honest. Well, Why you mentioned lie? the greenbacks. Why lie? <laughs> Why lie? That's right. Please don't. That's not what our audience wants. It's work. Yeah. We do it because we want the money. That's right. That's I right. mean, it's a fun job. It yeah. very much is. And, you know, like producing is sometimes writing, but if it's non-union, then you're called a producer. That's right. But yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. Separate issue. And what ultimately, what's your dream job? Probably something in sketch, just producing or or some sort of variety, something that kind of mixes up a format, you know, not not a sitcom, not necessarily entirely sketch, but just I like brightening people's days. The gentleman upstairs has decided to walk repeatedly. I think he's doing a workout of some kind. I'm so sorry. You were about to say you have a strange sense of humor. Hold on. No, it's fine. My upstairs neighbors just moved out, and it, it's amazing because it's Glorious. been a year of disastrous. Like, we've called the cops on them multiple times. Wait, why? They would have, like, full-on brawls. Oh, no, no, Like, no. one person was beating up the other one. No. More than once. Were so, they a couple? Uh-huh. Are you done, sir? Fantastic. Okay, going back. You said, so you have a weird sense of humor? That's correct. Okay, where were we going with that thought process? <laughs> This is why you don't interrupt your guests. No, 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 no. I know where I'm going. Okay, great. Is it safe to... Hold on. He's like doing sit and be fit. What? <laughs> He's like removing his toilet and redoing the floorboards. <laughs> like all right now. Mm-hmm. Sir. Maybe maybe he's an escort and, you know, he's just starting his day. Oh, like he just got up? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why he was quiet all morning. This is West Hollywood. Hello. Yeah. How many steps does it take to go to the refrigerator and sit down? Okay, I think our escort is finished escorting. Please go back to what you were saying. So I have a strange sense of humor, and it's really fun. It's really rewarding when you find something that, you know, speaks to your heart. And so I like being the one that's able to, you know, bring these things to life and, you know, scratch that itch that, you know, maybe isn't being scratched in terms of something like dark content or absurd stuff. Do you have, so you want to, your goal would be some sort of sketch variety show. Mm -hmm. Would you ever make your own? Yeah. Oh, you would? Yeah, yeah. Oh. But it's gotten to the point where, like, I used to, like, make my own things, and I don't like not paying people at this point yeah. in life, so it's like, now I'm just writing rather than trying to, but, you know, like, I've made a couple things, and they helped me get work, you know, so. Oh, like, your own independent stuff? Yeah. Oh, so people saw a video you made or something, mm-hmm. and then they, that's great. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but it's always, like, something, I find that I have to really care about whatever the thing is. Mm. So, Ancestry.com, or Ancestry.Canada had this really poor taste ad that was like um romanticizing slavery oh yeah yeah and so i made a full-on parody because i was like this is this is you know why people might have a black or a white um ancestor that they didn't know about you know it's because slavery it's not because like two people of different skin tones ran off together 
Okay. So, so you made a parody of that and did yeah. that go viral or something? No, or? it didn't. No. You think but, I know how to promote anything? <laughs> no, but it was like, I, you know, I would submit, like I made a couple fake commercials and so I would submit that with stuff I had written. Oh, so that's, that's how long. I got my first writing job. That's awesome. So in addition to the packet, you were sending a link to that and you're like, yeah, I also yeah. wrote this. Yeah, I made this, yeah. That's real smart. Thanks. I don't know other people who do that. Well done. Okay, well, we hope you enjoyed your apps, folks. We're going to move on to the entrees after a quick break. We are back, and now it is time for the entrees. Okay, now, this is the section where it's like a bunch of questions in a row, but feel free to tell stories or not. It's totally up to you. But we are, some of this involves counting, and I will keep the tally, so you don't have to worry about that. But what was your first job ever where the government was taking taxes out? Because some people have said, oh, I had a paper route, or I, you know, I babysat, or whatever. That can be true, but what, do you have like a job you can think of where you're like, oh no, I was young, and the government was taking my money? I was a child extra. <laughs> so, I'm so, so yeah, excited. You know, so you, I'm so excited. The, the extras agency and the government, Uncle Sam, both take a cut. Okay, so wait, what was your first uh, child extra experience? It was also the day that I first had body odor, and that was Jerry Maguire. Wait, um, wait you first had body odor? Yeah. So you, like, did someone make a note or something? So, no, we were just, like, at this house in Thousand Oaks, and it was the dead of summer. And for whatever reason, the AC was not always on. I mean, because it's filming. You can't, sure. right? The right. And I remember my mom telling me, like, go to the bathroom and wash your underarms with soap. Aww. Yeah. And that was my first. And then, you know, right after that, I got my first uh, teen spirit stick of deodorant. So it was, <laughs> it was a growing moment. I got, I'm lactose intolerant, but I got, you know, chocolate Yoohoo on set. So it was great because you could have the things that you couldn't have at home. It's so true. Lots of gum. Lots of gum. Yeah. yeah they try to keep you interested. Yeah. But so I would assume as a child, though, to be an extra as a kid, you're getting featured a lot then because they have to pay you so much more. Or no, I don't. Not necessarily. I I mean, because sometimes it it might be something like a cattle call situation where you're just. Oh, that's right. One person, maybe it's the back of your head in a crowd. But in this case, we were. You could see us because (gasps) we can see you in the movie. Yeah, you can see my sister and I. We are like relatives watching the football game. It's a couple scenes. Okay. Guys uh, get really excited because guys are always like, this is my favorite movie. Are you serious? <laughs> I love that. That's actually really fun. Okay, so that was your first job ever and the government obviously did take taxes yes. out. How long were you a child extra? Uh, like, like on and off through like middle school. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and that was that just by virtue of being in LA or near LA that it yeah, was just wanting an easy... money and um, it was a good excuse to get out of school. Yeah. yeah. And we were homeschooled at that time too, so. Oh, you were homeschooled? Yeah. Oh, how interesting. Wow. Okay. So fourth and most of fifth grade, I was homeschooled, but not the rest of my life. Are you able to tell why or is that too? Oh yeah, no, it's fine. Um, so at the time we lived in Wrightwood, which is, it's like Kentucky in California, Ah, but it's like an hour North of LA Ooh. in the mountains. Oh my God. And there was one school in town and it was, it was a really bad school, left a great deal to be desired. And so my mom was like, I'm just going to homeschool him. So, you know, we had to meet with a proper teacher once a week, but it was like an independent study program. And what made you move to Wrightwood? Um, my dad wanted to live in the mountains because <laughs> he was he was working out of Edwards at the time. Out of Edwards Air yeah. Force Base. Oh, yeah, yeah. are you a military kid? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. But you've only ever lived like in yeah, and around because, Southern California well, because he was a test pilot, and so they have to live in like remote areas because you can't be like testing stuff and you don't want it photographed or also you you know people crash so you don't want that over a city. Ah, so it's like a lot of remote areas in Southern California. Oh, okay, that's mm-hmm. very cool. Okay. How many customer service jobs have you had total? And I count, 
I count background work as customer <laughs> service. I genuinely do because you're servicing everybody on set. So that's one. It's a lot. I mean, I worked, I can't tell you how many restaurants I've worked in. So many. Um, I was a lifeguard in high school and college, which Ooh. was great. Okay. Wait, that why was, was it? That was at pools. Wait, so why I feel was like it? like that was customer service. It 100% is. Why was that great? Because we got paid to hang out with your classmates and swim and jump off the diving boards or. Did you ever get a rescue? One. Ooh, what happened? This four-year-old kid like couldn't swim and he oh. went down the slide. So he was just like flailing. He wasn't like drowning. He yeah. would have gone down, but I just hopped in and pulled him out. And that was it? Yeah. So no CPR, no, no like no. super. No, but there was like a proper rescue of this kid that was like doing breathing techniques, but it was like my day off that time. So I heard about it, but no, I was very glad I wasn't part of that. Wait, what's a kid doing breathing techniques in the water? You know like? how like people are like, you know, I'm going to free dive. So I'm like going to do these crazy oh, Lord. and just sit at the yeah. bottom of the pool. Well, I don't, he wasn't free diving. He was just like a child sitting at the bottom of the pool. Yeah. And anyway, so sure enough, he went unconscious at some point. And so it was like a proper rescue. Like oh they airlifted God. the kid. He survived. Oh my God. But yeah. Oh, you weren't a part of that though. So, it so much. <laughs> okay, great. Can you imagine? Oh, wait. So tons of restaurants. Can you give me a ballpark? More than 10? Uh, no, not more than 10. Oh, okay. Do I you just kn- like to exaggerate. Oh, uh, <laughs> so glad. So glad we're getting there. Do you want me to like... Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. If um, you're comfortable. Yes. Even if you're not. So, so I worked at... Well, my first like if service industry job was Starbucks. Oh. And then Acapulco Restaurant. What the, what the hell is that? Is that, I assume, Mexican? You were so racist. I know. Yes, it is Mexican. <laughs> Okay, um, keep going. Oliver Cafe in oh. Beverly Hills. This place called Obica in Century City Mall. It's an Italian place. No oh. longer there. Oh. oh, I worked at a dive bar in the hood for like two weeks, maybe. Oh, it was so rough. I was not tough enough for that crowd. Wait, why only two weeks? Because it was just so scary. Well, this is also my best quitting story. Okay, well, don't tell me yet then. Okay, we'll come okay back. so we're going to come back. But you don't know that you don't want to say the name of it. You just, I'm just, oh, it's I just, called The Cork. Oh. It's on Adams, West Adams. I know exactly where that is. Oh, oh I definitely have a lot of questions. We're going to go back to that. Okay. <laughs> so we're so we have uh, child extra, lifeguard in high school and college, which I counted as two oh, things. Oh, I was an RA in college too. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. I like to suffer. Boy, you do. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Starbucks, Acapulco, Oliver Cafe, Obika, The Cork. Anything else? Oh, yeah, yeah. Osaka in Hollywood. Uh, my guess is that's Greek. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's Definitely right. not Japanese. Okay, cool. Osaka and Hollywood. It's Japanese Peruvian, amazing cuisine. Wait, is it really Japanese yeah. Peruvian yeah, hybrid? Okay, because yeah. So uh, in World War II, a bunch of people like left Asia and went to South America. That's right. And so it's that that hybrid. That that's fusion. actually kind of cool. It's great. Yeah. Okay. Food. All right, Osaka. What else? I think that might be it. And okay. then Osaka, I worked out of the same space when it had become some random sports bar also, but like a year or two later. So it's like, it's another, I guess it counts as a separate gig. Yeah. It's a different staff. Yeah. Okay. So that's 10 customer service jobs total. Can you think of anything else? Oh, I also worked at Pink Taco. What? the Sunset one. Oh, I loved that location. It was so small. I really liked it. Is it still, is it not there anymore? They moved. So there, I think the pandemic took out the tiny little one, because there was one that was on that was it used to be Miyagi's that like Japanese restaurant that was like properly like right past um what's that famous hotel uh the with the where everybody died 
Oh my God. Can't think of it. Anyway, they took over Miyagi's and there was a pink taco there. Then they opened, there was like a tiny little stand on the opposite side of the street that was also pink taco, which was confusing for me. But I think the one, I think the big one still exists, but I think the tiny stand is gone. If I'm thinking of the right names, maybe I'm not. Are you thinking tacos? Mm-mm, I don't think so. Okay. Well, I'm going to look it up now. Maybe I'm wrong. Will you tell me which one you worked at and I'll tell you if it exists and if you're a liar. The pink taco that's like right by Roxbury. Oh, Okay, no, I'm There's looking. not still a Roxbury, right? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there one? Night at the Roxbury? Isn't yeah. That a thing? I'm just assuming it's not around anymore because okay. I tried to have gone. So there's one. Wait, this is not. This is really good audio. I'm keeping all this in. I'm not editing a second of this out. Official Pink Taco. Official Vagina. Official Vag is actually their website. There's only one on the Sunset Strip now. Okay. And that is on, well, whatever. It doesn't it's matter. It's like right under the Chateau. It's right by Roxbury. Yeah. It's exactly where you said then what am I thinking of? Anyway, this is boring audio. Uh, okay, so Pink Taco, what did you do there? Um, I was a server. Okay, were you a server at Osaka too? Yes. Were you a server at all of the restaurants? Yes, but okay. at some of the restaurants like at Obika and Oliver, sometimes you would make your own drinks. Obviously. That makes me so mad. I'm writing that down. All right, so then we have 11, 11 customer service jobs. Does that sound right? Sounds sad. Sounds sad. Okay, I would agree. Oh, hold for plane. I got to get money and get a studio. This podcast needs to start making money because this is exhausting. Okay. Hold for plane. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Of all of your customer service jobs, of the 11 that we just counted, which was your favorite? Lifeguarding. Lifeguarding. Why? Because we just had to play by the pool all day. Okay. What was it? And you didn't worry about your skin getting all sunburnt and stuff? Oh, I mean, I wore a lot of sunblock. You did? Yeah. We would reapply. Yeah? Yeah. Did you do the zinc on your nose? I did not, no. So you weren't really that much of a lifeguard, because that's I a true commitment, <laughs> is a zinced nose. <laughs> I mean, you hang out in the shade, because it was the desert. These were pool lifeguard gigs. Ooh. So, it was hot when Oh, it was yeah, that's wicked. Yeah. Did you ever faint? No. Oh, okay. She's no, real because it was, you know, you're hot, you drink water, you hop in the pool, <laughs> oh, rinse so you, and repeat. So weird. You, like, knew how to take care of yourself as mm-hmm. a kid? Not every kid does. <laughs> okay, and what made you, did you have lifeguards in your family or something? Was there a reason you were attracted to that job? So, you know, all kids get like retail jobs. And my mom had told my older sister when she was like 15 or 16, she's like, no, you can be a lifeguard. And so my sister was a lifeguard and then I followed suit. My brother did as well. Okay. So your tight knit family, it was like your mom was like, you will be lifeguards. I feel like she was just like, no, this is a more prestigious job for kids like require some sort of skill or brain power well you started as an extra and that you know you were in the big time movies so it was like you couldn't go work at abercrombie could not you could not it would be it was a step down so you you made the right choice especially because i told her i was like i'm going to abercrombie and i'm taking off my shirt and standing in front (laughs) she's like no lifeguard (laughs) i'm also gonna put on that offensively aggressive cologne and just i know i do too right they pump that shit in the air least favorite job of all of your customer service jobs the cork wait why Oh, it was so tough. Just emotionally. The people were so, so tough. And I don't even know how to... Well, for people who can't see you, I'm going to describe. She has a the teensiest little ballerina frame. And she she is very gentle and has, like, long features and is someone who, like, you automatically know as a dancer. So I would imagine working at a bar with a rough crowd, they might think that they could um, take advantage of you in some ways. Yeah. Not, like... I don't mean that in the super negative way, but like just kind of do whatever they wanted. Run riot, as they say. But it was also like it was the sort of thing where you would have to pick up the the cash like for each round. Oh, so were you bartending there? No, no, I was not. I was just serving, but it was just 
it because it was like a sketchy environment they had these specific rules oh okay yeah so it was a cash only bar probably i mean i just i mean maybe they could have opened tabs i don't remember i it was just it was kind of traumatic because it was like emotionally really hard because you had to kind of like hustle you were like trying to you didn't have your own tables and the girls were nice but it was just like i guess i don't like working in that environment i wouldn't either no i feel like i wouldn't either Okay, so we will get to the quitting story at the cork because everybody's going to want to hear that. But that was your least favorite and it was just not a pleasant experience. And you lasted two weeks. Something like that. What made you, how'd you find out about that job to begin with? My sister got the job. Oh, so she continued on working? No. So no, she, she, we okay. quit around the same time. Okay, well, we're going to find out about that. All right. What's the weirdest thing you've been asked to do whilst on the clock? I feel like nothing too bizarre, but I remember like, I worked at Starbucks probably 10 years ago, and I still remember this one woman's drink order because she was such a character. Please tell us. Um, it was like a grande raspberry mocha, but she had like extra pumps of raspberry and extra pumps of mocha, and then three Splenda. And what I remember about it is, you know, a grande cup is whatever, only so big, several inches tall. Yeah. By the time you'd put the syrup and the Splenda in, it was an inch of liquid in the cup. An Bef- inch? Before you put in the espresso and the milk. And so I just remember being like, oh, your insides. But she was like a chain smoker and she had that voice. And I was just <laughs> like, you're, you know, you're here for a good time, not a long time. Yeah. It's got to be her life. Yeah. How long how, would she come in every day? I, I don't think so. Did you ever, because you said it was a little while ago, did you have those orders that like people now are, are viral of like having like 67 modifications on a drink or make your own kind of thing? Did you ever see those drinks? Um, I mean, hers was pretty specific, but that was pretty specific, but she was so nice. You know, you're happy to do it. You're like, you're going to die soon anyway. <laughs> but no, I didn't see any of those. Like, no, not like the crazy like, the viral. where it's like a two. It's like the CVS receipt. Yes. Of Starbucks orders. No, the sticker doesn't fit on the cup. No, no, yeah. No. Okay. And plus, like, I was so bad at making drinks that I feel like they tried to keep me away from that area. Wait, were you really bad at yeah, it? Yeah, my family calls me Butterfingers because I just <laughs> drop stuff a lot. Wait, really? Yeah. So I always have, like, a screen protector and a drop-proof case Otter box. Like I just a... drop everything How interesting. Why, why, is, why do you think There's that? There's probably some neurological problem. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> Brain cancer. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I'll walk it off. <laughs> <laughs> so the, as far as the weirdest thing that is like the weirdest thing you can think of that happened while yeah soon. which isn't weird it was just a very specific that's weird <laughs> i feel like i feel like three splenda on top of all that sugar because I mean, pe- people are asked they're like you come to my house you pick up the briefcase you know and i'm like i don't have any weird sorts of favors that people were asking <laughs> oh i can't wait for that story to get shared on this podcast you okay knock, knock <laughs> turn around walk downstairs okay <laughs> Is there an incident? You're so gentle and soft-spoken. I doubt this happened to you, but was there an incident that ever made them ask to speak with your manager? Although you worked at Oliver, so I feel like the Beverly Hills crowd maybe had some... I don't think anyone ever asked to speak with my manager, but I remember, you know, I had, because I was an RA and I used to mediate my parents' fights during my formative (laughs) years, I have a lot of experience in de-escalation and mediation. And I know how not to approach things, you know, guns blazing, Um, try to find common ground with people. And so that was, you know, that's very helpful going into customer service. And so if, if you could tell that people were getting heated or that it was out of your control... I mean, I would always, I would just go and tell my boss, I'd be like, I'm dealing with this or, you know, yeah, or these people are, are mad on Yelp because such and such happened. Like, but no, no, I don't think anyone ever asks to speak with my manager because I am perfect. 
Uh, <clears throat> I'm an angel. Yes, she's angel. I've done nothing wrong. Nothing wrong ever. ever. I hope your husband listens to this podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it's so funny. You're, you're, everyone I've ever heard, I did nothing wrong. <laughs> you're bad. <laughs> um, I deserve it. <laughs> oops. I, you know, it's so funny. You're the only other person that I know because I'm trained in de-escalation too. Some of it's, you know, <laughs> life experience. <laughs> Girl. But then working at a comedy club, you would never know that I had any de-escalation experience because I would get so hot. Because, but that's also, it's like de-escalation, you know, you're you're thinking, okay, this is with reasonable human beings. And then at a comedy club, people are like, I'm here for a good time. F you guys. Yeah, that's right. If I'm not going to have a good time, I'm going to have a fight. And, and <laughs> that's like, right. This is not a reasonable, this or, is not normal situation. It's not. Or the fight is part of the good time for them. And yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah, Stay yeah. at home. Yeah. Hold my leather jacket. Bro. I'm going to throw it <laughs> I'm going to flip my hair and fucking punch somebody. Okay. So can you ever think of a time? Was there ever a time in the de-escalation setting in customer service where you were like, Ooh, now I'm a little afraid or like, this is out of my, this is way out of bounds. No, that's because good. it's like, I, I never felt like, Oh, there was no, I once had a woman who's, I don't remember, but you know, when you're a lifeguard, there are very few rules that you have to enforce. It's like, <laughs> don't run. I don't know. Don't smoke meth in the pool. <laughs> Don't have sex in the pool. Uh, there's just so few rules, you know? The, yeah. What, if you pass the, the exams and so on, you're good to go. Yeah. And I remember having to enforce some rule with this woman, and I can't remember what it was, but she was super pregnant, and I remember she had two kids because she was our neighbor, and when you live on base, you know where everyone lives. Sure. And she, I remember she threw her hand up in my face and said, whatever, and stormed off. And I was like, and so I would go home that night. I was like, mom, you know, and so I sure. And my mom calls this woman Good and the woman just lies. You what? Know? And she's like, and she's like, I would never, <laughs> never. I was like, mom, I was like, what, 18, 19, 20. I'm like, why would I make that up? Yeah. You know, why would I say that somebody pulled a 1994 in my face? You know, like, <laughs> no. but the woman was such a con. My mom, I remember her dishing to me. She's like. She gets paid to be a surrogate because she was heavily pregnant at the time and it wasn't her kid. And she's like, she was just like gouging people and using the free military health care. Ew. Wait, so she, what, you were trying this to get her. This is what white women do. Yeah, it's true though. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's true. Yeah. Sorry on behalf of all of us. Uh, what, what happened with, though, like where she, it's what rule? from the military. What rule did she, were you trying to get her to follow? <sighs> like just don't run? Probably something like that. Whilst I'm she's sure nine she months pregnant, running. she's like, here <laughs> she's I go. running with someone else's child. <laughs> she's belly. like, I don't care. No. no rules, bitches. That's great. Surrogacy sounds great. So what's... If I were wearing a tankini, I'd be mad. <laughs> no, she wasn't. Was she really? Yeah. With a full on belly coming out? Yeah. Listen, live your life, have whatever body you have, <laughs> but I just don't like her. Okay. What's the last straw that got you out of now? Because you're now fully producing and writing. So you don't have what we would call like survival jobs or solvency jobs or whatever. You are doing the thing you want to be doing. So was there a moment? Maybe Take that bullies. <laughs> She's winning. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't remember any of you guys. <laughs> Sarah and Jessica and Dana and (laughs) (laughs) so what was there like a moment when you that maybe it wasn't dramatic but where you were like oh shit I don't have to have a survival job anymore or was it some dramatic like fuck customer service I'll do whatever I have to do to be able to write and do and produce and whatever I had a like fuck this moment when I was working at that dive bar okay but like no I I I love money so much. And you get really addicted to the cash working in a restaurant. That's right. Especially good cash that I, I took a studio job. Like I was working a nine to five and I was, I could have stopped, but for like the first, 
almost a year or so, I was still working Friday and Saturday nights at a restaurant because I loved the money. And then I was like, I need to just stop doing this because it's occupying enough of my life. Yeah. And you were burnt out, weren't you? That's a lot of working. I, I, I'm, a, I'm like a strong bull. <laughs> she dead, sir. She not need breaks. No. Okay. So you, so what, please tell us the cork story. Oh, okay. So, I mean, you've already heard me say I was not tough enough. Mm-hmm. emotionally or I wasn't enough of a hustler your ballerina frame wasn't point towing anybody <laughs> out the bar yeah, keep saying that please <laughs> <laughs> I, I walk into furniture I collide with stuff all the time so please make me feel graceful um no but I was just I hated that job and I hadn't been working in it very long and I had already decided it wasn't for me and you know I'm fortunate in that I don't get headaches it's either you know you I mean it's dehydration it's lack of Uh, caffeine it's you know is my ponytail too tight sure need to sleep there's just a few causes have i had too much sugar (laughs) and i had a headache and there was no real reason and so i decided the job was the problem okay and so i texted my boss it was a formal text i said dear kava i have a headache and i'm never coming into work at the cork ever again (laughs) love ollie (laughs) and that was it and love Ollie is my favorite thing. Wait, so how did your sister find out about the job? Because it wasn't nearby to where you guys were living. I have no idea. I'm guessing it's Craigslist. So she, did she quit shortly thereafter, you said? I have no idea. She must have, just to save face. Oh, because she was embarrassed of how you handled it? Well, probably she did. I, I'm like, I have no idea when she quit. Something, but you both ended up being done there. Yeah, in a very short time. Yeah. Did he respond to the text? Yeah, he called me. Oh, he did? Yeah. Did you pick up? No. Of course not. Uh, it, it felt like a weird pimp situation. Like, he was like a kind of a hard-ass boss and And you thought he was going to call you and yell at you or try and convince you to stay yeah yeah. and you're like not not today sir you'll be fine in being a short-staffed it's not that crazy of a place did he leave you a voicemail i don't think so see that's always a tell for me it's like oh you really did call to be a bully Mm, gross okay um i left out some jobs i realized okay tell me uh tart what the hell's tart it's a restaurant across the street from the grove it's attached to the farmer's daughter hotel okay like a brunch place okay was it another restaurant that you yeah. left out okay i'm gonna put a blank and add add to your number if you think of it tell us but now for people not in la oh. oliver cafe is in a very specific neighborhood in los angeles oh. that has since lost some of its sort of glory in that like places are leaving and it's no longer as hot as it was but when it was really hot there was a lot of money flowing through there not that there's not still a lot of agencies were based out of that, out of Beverly Hills. So do you have any like crazy celebrity stories from working there? Mark Wahlberg came in one afternoon. Is he uh, real pretty in person? He looks exactly like, like you would think. think. Yeah. It's okay. a surprise. I mean, if he were thinner, I could probably pick him up. Oh, he's tiny. He's, he's fun size. Oh. I don't remember how tall he was, but he was not like a full drugstore Snickers. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I'm going to ruin yes, my career. Yes, you should. He knows how tall he is. Drugstore Snickers, I can't. Okay. So uh, tell me, though, what... uh... Oh, but he, like, called me sweetie and baby. It was always like... But it it wasn't even offensive, just because, like, I'm from California, so I get a kick out of people who are, like, I should say foreign. But it's like, you know how, like, Armenians are like, and you're not offended. It just feels like a term of endearment. It was the same thing. Okay. Yeah, I get a a huge kick out of people from, like, the Northeast, you know, like the Jersey Shore types or, like, the Boston types. It's like, it's like a different culture altogether. It's like a different country. Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. So do you have any other celeb stories? They seek fight. They do. Uh, <laughs> uh, I asked Robert Shapiro to be my Valentine and he said, yes. Aww. Because yeah. I was working a double on Valentine's Day and he was there during a dead period. There was no one else there. And I saw his cufflinks 
and I'm thinking, is this Robert Shapiro? And his cufflinks were handcuffs. And I was like, this is Robert Shapiro. <laughs> you're like, it has to be. This is him. And you're like, that lawyer knows a lot of people. Yeah. Will you please be my Valentine? <laughs> and he said, yes, that's lovely. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he was married. And I Probably. was like, you know, we don't have to go out. But. Yeah, we're not going to actually go to the bathroom. So but like, I, can, I just want a Valentine. Yeah, so I can say it. I'll give you a blowjob. But like, <laughs> yeah. don't tell your wife. But, I won't and, tell anybody. Yeah, and not no in the bathroom. We're going to do it at the table right here. Because yeah, um, I'm a lady. Uh, obviously. Yeah, I keep saying ballerina. Like, they give public blowjobs. Not, yeah, yeah, you do. Uh, now, there was a celebrity whose name we're not going to share that we talked about earlier um, who uh, you had an experience with. Could you explain what happened? So, I was at the Italian restaurant. Um, Abico or Abica. <laughs> okay. Abico. Who are you? Get out. It's so different. <laughs> it was so fun, though, because it was like that place was real Italian. It's not like Olive Garden where it's like Italian American. It was like everyone there was Italian. Okay. And so they would argue about food. You know, it's like, no, we're not going to put chicken on your pizza. You know, they would, they would call you a goat or something and they meant it. They didn't mean you're the greatest of all time. They meant you're your actual goat. Yeah, get out. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was serving this woman whose husband is a well-known director and she had asked for a pasta that we didn't have. And so I was like, well, this is the closest thing. And so she ate pasta though, for real. No, he wanted the pasta. Okay. I was going to say, cause her frame is real shiny. <laughs> okay. No. And so, but she was mad when the pasta came, even though I told her, this is what we were going to make you. Mm. It wasn't the right. It's like, if she said what she wanted and then it didn't appear. Arrive. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. And then they ordered a meat and cheese board. And I remember there was an olive on it. And I remember her flicking the olive off. Of course, I have to act it out because of course, it just, because it's so ridiculous. I'm like, okay, you're a ten. I like this. Yeah. You're an adult. You have children. <laughs> your, your child is crying at the table, even though it's not a toddler. Like the kid was in elementary school. And was the kid embarrassed? Is that why? No. Just, oh, just tears. Just yeah, tears. All, yeah, just later on in the meal. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Uh, so she flicked the olive. Did they tip you? Yes. Oh, that's good. Yes. Was it a good tip? I don't think so. Mm, it was just like moderate. Yeah. That, I mean, like a lot of people, if you pretend you don't know who they are, a lot of them are just eighteen percent. Or maybe maybe it's their twenty. Isn't that funny? Before tax, because uh -huh, no. they're like, "Cool, this person will never be on a podcast talking about <laughs> our shitty tipping." Oh, people be talking. People on this podcast we have remember. said some names, <laughs> and we do remember. And have you ever told a customer to fuck off? I think most of them, but in my heart. Ah, okay. <laughs> have you ever done it in your gracious alley way of like, "Oh, you know, it's okay. We don't have that right now." Like anything like that? No too nice i haven't been to the south enough because oh. in the south you learn how to bless your heart insult someone mm -hmm, that's right you do and make them feel real dumb uh how many bodily fluids have been on your person whilst you were on the clock i know you were no you didn't really bartend so maybe none but has anyone ever like barfed on you blood on I you mean, i probably sneezed on myself yeah but you're on, on a fluids. day that i masturbated before work oh, okay great those so are that's a lot of information that we're learning i need someone else's fluids everybody masturbates okay i listen i'm not here to shame you for your addictions i I'm don't just, do it though I don't oh, do it. right you don't keep it record. with god i know that's oh, good <laughs> she winked um <laughs> anybody <laughs> double blank so no no nobody's how else do you work in customer service if you, you just <laughs> rage if you don't masturbate before work every day or during work i know yeah. people who do it during work and i'm like yowza that's a i feel like that's a problem i agreed yeah. very much agreed but they're also doing coke in the bathroom so it's like i think that they're like where to start yeah what which do we address which first? do you do first <laughs> and also do you get coke on your penis what happens what happens when that happens what else am i snorting it off <laughs> Wait, do you have a penis? Where are we landing? No, with this? I'm snorting off somebody else's, else's penis. penis, and then your master got I'm it. I'm not Marilyn Manson. I'm not that flexible. <laughs> I can't get down to. You think he's got his ribs removed? 
We, uh, but knows? I like I like an urban legend. I do too. Me too. I'm a big fan. So no no bodily fluids besides your own. We're not trying. We don't, nobody cares about your own. Nobody's barfed on you. No, I'm looking um, for commit. So I need to commiserate. No barf on you. Mm-mm. Okay, well, I'm gonna come over there real quick and vomit, no, and then then no. you have a story. <laughs> okay, do you tip? Yes. How much? At least twenty on total. Now, will you ever not tip? No. Uh, maybe if somebody's like unhoused and they're like ma'am could i have a dollar that's not a tip though i'll be like yeah but i consider it a tip oh interesting that's the only time i don't tip interest now if they're unhoused will you buy them a meal or a drink or something as opposed to giving them cash yes see i do that too but also i don't carry cash so that when people ask for cash i can't lie i don't have it how noble is it <laughs> no um would, would you but what if someone is like openly disrespectful like if someone comes to your table and is like what i don't know what okay fine we don't have it like straight up pure attitude i would be like am i on a movie set? but you I've would never, still tip I've never encountered anybody so unpleasant though. oh you haven't gone to enough comedy clubs because i have treated uh, people like that before i know i have i mean but also it's like as a server you're not there to make friends that's true and so i'm like no perfect I, like if you're at a club why are you no yeah that's right it's so not if i appreciate it when people are to the point do you yeah do you tip uber drivers lift drivers all yeah. those you do i'm like every those mm, that's a that's a tough job oh and it's your own personal car yeah. it's an like people i don't think I, understand how awful that job is never. no it's i've done it it's rough i'm very neurotic about like i don't want people in my house i don't want i mean like guests but like i'm like but like we were discussing i i need a dog sitter and i'm like i don't want anybody to stay in my house i get it though that's your own space i get that when i was doing it the thing with my my, well and also your coke Uh, the the thing that was hard for me was like i'm very neurotic about cleanliness like it's just my anxious tick and when people would be in my car and like, like there was one girl got in who I was like, she's going to get sick. And I was so like, my heart was like for the entire, it was like a half hour drive. Were you driving? Yes. And my heart was going to fall out of my body. Cause I was like, if she vomits in this car, I'll never get over it. So I just like rolled down the windows and locked the window in her friend was like, can you put the windows up? And I was like, sure, sure, sure. And I just kept driving. Cause I was like, please don't get sick of my car. Um, <laughs> just start fake speaking <laughs> Russian. <laughs> Maybe they'll think I don't understand. Privet. Privet. Oh Lord. Okay, so you will tip 100% of the time. Always, yeah. Wow. Because I'm like, I don't care if somebody's having a bad day. If it's like a server, yeah, they're still tipping out. Wow, that's so thoughtful. Or like, even if they're not tipping out, like some places will kind of estimate somebody's take based off of like what the sales are for the day. I want to go back really quick. So, so when you had that studio job, when you were working as a server two days a week, mm-hmm. was that when you knew, okay, like I am now stepping into the job that I actually want. So I don't have to do customer service anymore. I know you said you kept it for the cash, but was that the first job yeah. where you were like, I'm truly done with customer service? Yeah. Have you ever had to go back in between jobs or anything? Mm, no. Would you? I have joint problems, and so I don't want to be on my feet all day. So I would oh. rather not. Oh, okay. So um, you know what's lovely is like for sixty-five, you look so much younger. I so could whatever pass you're sixty-four, you really could, mm-hmm. and it's really working. Whatever you're don't doing, don't smoke, kids. <laughs> Facts. But you lifeguarded, so you would think your skin would be terrible. You do genuinely have beautiful skin. You would think, but that it's that zinc oxide you're lying about that you definitely put on your nose. It's the use the Fenty foundation. <laughs> That shit is so good. Real yeah. talk. Sponsor this podcast, Rihanna. Uh, <laughs> that shit is so, we love, legit. And we love you. You're very authentic. I put on makeup and doves cry. <laughs> is that a good thing? <laughs> do doves cry? I know Prince like makes us think that, but like, do they? 
I don't know. This is what it sounds like. <laughs> oh, here come the bits. Have you ever been stiffed? Oh, yeah, yeah. How many times? Once. For real? Yeah. This In your like, whole fucking career one time? Have you seen these legs? I mean, you do. Okay, I, I fine. could chase someone She's a ballerina. No, She's but like, I'm like, pretty. I walk really fast. So they're probably like, she would catch up to us. Wait, you think? Probably. I don't but know. But stiff. I don't mean like walk down on the bill. I oh. mean, like didn't tip you. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Oh, okay. So only, but you've had somebody walk out on the bill one time. Yeah, yeah. One. Yeah. And one you never, dash. and you never found him. I mean, it was probably like Taco Tuesday at Acapulco and. Oh, and you just couldn't. They probably took advantage of the situation that it was so busy. Did you have to cover the, the tab? No, no. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I'll never understand restaurants that make people do that. No, because it's like, I mean, it's par for the course. It's going to happen. Yeah. And it's also point. not your fault. No. Like short of, I understand if, if servers are like, yeah, just sneak out the bag. Who cares? Yeah. They should be held accountable. But other than that, like, no, it's not my fault. Where have you ever been fired? You have? Yeah, you? Yeah. yeah. So, Wait, how? So I was in college and I needed to get my wisdom teeth removed. And so so this at the time I lived at Edwards Air Force Base and it was, I guess, after my freshman year. And I went to the local, what's it called? Endodontist? Is that what they Wow, you're better at this than I orthodontist? No, that's braces. Yeah, I think it's an endodontist. Okay, you know. I went to the local uh, extractor teeth person, (laughs) (laughs) and it was like whoever was covered by my local insurance, and it's so remote that you're not gonna like shop around, right? The guy's like, okay, so yeah, you know, he takes me through what to expect, and then he's like, and about uh, like one in twenty patients will lose permanent sensation in their jaw. Oh my god, I don't remember being told that. Exactly, and I look at my mom, and I'm like. And my sister had already had it done. And I feel like I would have heard that at some point. Yeah. And so I was like, no. So that means five out of 100 of his patients are just like walking around drooling. And That's like, so scary. Like, I'm so glad my wisdom teeth are out. So we called my dad's like college friend who was an endodontist in Atlanta. And so my dad talks to the guy and the guy's like, what? No, just come here and I'll do it. So we flew to Atlanta and the guy took him out. But my, but I took I put in for leave um, with the military because I was a contractor when I was a lifeguard on base. Because oh. it's not like you're in the military, but you're working on base, you know? Right. And they denied my leave and they denied my brother's leave because he was getting his out too. Might as well. <laughs> Everybody go to Atlanta, get your teeth out. <laughs> get your wisdom teeth out. <laughs> um, and so they denied our leave. And so we're like, well, we're going anyway. And so when we got back, we had to like sign our out paperwork. Oh, so it wasn't anything like dramatic. It was like you wanted to get your teeth out of yeah. your head. Yeah. <laughs> and so you're like, and I want to. That that one in 20 fact would have sent me right? spinning. I, I was going to say, I was just thinking, I'm like, when I got mine out, I don't ever remember that part of the speech. He was just covering his ass because he's like, a like, lot of people lose sensation that leave this office. He's like, you know what? Actually, I'm a 20 for 20, but I just say it's an average because I'm in the country. It's like, Maybe he should have gone to medical school. Yeah. <laughs> It's weird how how there were no degrees on the wall and it was definitely his garage, but like, it's fine. He was on base. Can you think of either the worst customer experience that you've had or an archetype of what, who would be the worst customer? There's there's a couple different types. What's unfortunate is when you encounter somebody who's been in Hollywood for so long or they've been famous for so long that they no longer relate to you as a human. And that's frustrating. Or, you know, they expect you, they'll be like... (laughs) I want a, a pasta that looks like my dog. <laughs> and it's like, I, I, we, we don't do that here. You know, and then yeah. they hold it against you or something. And you're like, cool, none of that makes sense. But all right. <laughs> Thank you. We don't have dog flavored ingredients. Have, we're not going to hand make some pasta for you. This pasta doesn't taste like my dog. <laughs> <laughs> 
I eat my dog every day. <laughs> what? I don't want to know anything else. So the worst customer is like that too famous for their own good kind of person. Yeah. Do you have a story like that? Um, how about I tell you a good famous person story? Well, we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> That's the next section. I don't want to shit on people. She just... didn't. She don't listen to the podcast, folks. I'm sorry, <laughs> audience. All right, I wrote out. I wrote down good celeb story. All right, you have anything else? So, is there anything with customer service that you're like, people, uh, when they come in and they do this, it drives me insane. Like a quirk that wouldn't maybe necessarily frustrate someone else, but you're like, every time a customer does this, I just wanted to be like, please don't. The worst was when people would like try to hold you hostage, and it's like, no, you, you clearly need some time let's leave you with the menu you know and then they just want to like mm, and point to the menu and be like well how's this come and it's like really you, if you just read the menu i'll give you two minutes you know or like yeah. people that like don't want to let you go because yeah. they're afraid they'll never see you again yeah how does how does a customer do that like how does one because i've felt that way so many times so how does um what's an example of holding someone hostage besides being like oh well what about this on the menu or this <laughs> like are there other ways that people do that at tables uh, yeah of course i'm um, try to ask you about yourself or they start talking about their family or their experience in italy and you're like i don't care i have other tables i can't i don't have time yeah yeah oh, wonderful oh, oh you speak oh. some italian oh, oh <laughs> merci or whatever the hell the language is i don't even know arigato whatever <laughs> can i move on <laughs> once i so i got tired of people like at this one particular italian restaurant we had a ton of regulars like the ambiance was terrible but the food was really good so if people knew the place then they automatically liked it i remember i had somebody who just seemed to be in the foulest mood and at the end of the his meal when i dropped off his check I told him, I was like, I hope your day gets better. Good for you. And he tipped me really well. And I think he didn't realize what a curmudgeon he was being. Oh, that's really lovely. I felt very passive aggressive. How much money did he leave? What's oh, I don't remember. Oh, okay. But it was enough. It was something that you were like, cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, folks, we're going to move on to the good stuff. We hope you saved room for dessert. What's the nicest thing a customer has done for you whilst you were working? I think just fat tips because you're there to make money. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Can you remember the best tip you've ever gotten? I can't remember, but I do remember the event. It was like some NBA players like post engagement party or something like that. It was like they'd come from their party and it was the entire group and they were just doing a, it was just pure alcohol mm -hmm. and it was me and one other person splitting the bar and so we made a killing and I can't remember the the gratuity on its own was going to be amazing. And then they, his agent paid and double grad at us. Oh, that's the, the, yeah. the double grad. Nobody understands the high of the double grad. Yeah. It's so nice. Cause especially when you get told, Hey, this is a party. Cause often it's a flat rate for a party and it's like, listen, the grat and the party fee was, is going to be 200 bucks. Like, you know, it's going to be on your check. So you're going to see, you know, 50 cents of that or whatever. Like, and you're like, ah, fuck the double grant yes it's like christmas yes and it wasn't like a banquet rate or anything it was just oh. they just like were like just we'll pay for everything that's they order. so nice i yes. hope karma rewards people that do shit like that because not every celebrity tips and not every person in an entourage tips what's got a hundred dollar cash tip but the guy like asked me out so that was kind of gross that's such a hard how'd you get out of it i mean i was like 22 so you were just like, no, thanks. Mm, thank you. <laughs> thank you for your money. Bye. Thank you. He was just like, listen, he was like pitching himself to me. And you're like, thank you. I see. I like, I would only get like old man or like foreign man or like 
old foreign men that would ask me out. So I was like used to men pitching themselves to me. So is that why you married an old foreign man? Because mm-hmm. he's what seven seventy three. He will be be 73. That's lovely. He looks great. He's a young 72. Yeah, he's he's keeping it tight. Mm -hmm. You know, he's got that cane. Um, What's the best time you've ever had at work? Or a time that you can think of that you were like, that was actually really fun. Like, it makes me kind of miss customer service. Like she's just made a face she's like i don't miss a bitch why'd you ask that i don't i don't remember ever being like this was a great day at work <laughs> Isn't that I sad? Love this. <laughs> like i mean post off like postal employees like used to go in and shoot people <laughs> like, yes that's right even if it's a good day i don't think they're like hmm they literally not buying a gun they're still buying a gun at some point they literally call it going postal yeah. for a reason yeah. all right cool well, we're in the positive section so we're gonna move past <laughs> that you have a good celebrity story what was that that you were going to tell in the previous section. But I, I wasn't even off. there for it. So I'm like, maybe I shouldn't tell this story. Well, now you have to. I had worked like several doubles this week at Obika. And it was my one day off. And Bill Murray comes in. Oh. Yeah. Right. The person that's like never spotted in the wild. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> of course, even. everyone knows the person who yeah, had the who fry stolen. It. Yeah. Okay. You know, everyone tells that story. Um, no, but he like comes in and we had this, sir used to be on the, the larger side and he was, you know, in really good shape at the time. I mean, he probably still is, but he was trying, you know, and Bill so, Murray was or the server was the server. Okay. Was. Okay. Can't, I can't account for what Bill looked like that day. Got it. But at one point Bill goes to the host. He's like, Hey, can you send muscles back over here? And that just like made the guy's life. Like Aww. after the fact, we just called him muscles. Cause it was like, Oh, it's ultimate compliment. That's really sweet. Yeah. That's sweet. But you personally don't have like a really good celebrity interaction story. No, that makes me sad. Okay. I mean, probably. I don't know. It's all right. We'll skip it. I mean, like in customer service. Well, is it Julian McDonald from Nip Tuck? Sorry, I'm making noise. It's okay. I'm just is looking right at your I don't, I, that show didn't really speak to me, so I don't know. It was this Australian guy who had crazy eyebrows and he had on like the modern Butabi Brothers shirt. You're it so was, better at fashion than I am. I have no idea what any of the words you well, just said. Well, Butabi mean. Brothers were from A Night at the Roxbury. Ah. So it was just like a loud print. I mean, it wasn't like a tight mesh, <laughs> but he was like very tanned. And I was like, is he hitting on me? Is he gay? I can't tell because he was just like, he just looked like he was... I don't know. He'd been plucked from a resort in the south of France, you know? Amazing. Like, Why is he here? But he told me I was pretty. <laughs> and you're like, thank you. I so am. I appreciate you. David Spade complimented my hair bow once. What? Yeah. Who did? Who David did? Spade. Oh, he did. He is yeah. lovely. All my interactions with him have been super positive. He's very nice. Oh, you just like pocket those? You don't talk about them? No, I don't. Those are close to the best. No, he's just so sweet because he would come into the comedy store a lot and he was always like, He's he's got a he's got some pull, but he's very generous and very kind. So I like that he complimented your bow. Uh, what's the best lesson that you personally have learned from working in customer service? The customer's not always right. Hello. I mean, working for foreign bosses was the best in that they were abusive, but they had a nice accent. But also, Europeans don't believe the customer's always right. So I worked for a Frenchman, and then I also worked for this abusive Italian man. And same thing, they're willing to go to bat in support of the server and argue with the customer and insult them or their tastes. That's lovely. That was really refreshing. Can you think of an incident where that happened, where he, one of them had your back and you felt I mean, supported. people may, maybe not wanting to pay for upcharges or, you know, wanting something done a specific way. And it's like, that's not how it's done in this restaurant. And so they, so he would have your back or yeah. they would have your back. Okay. It was never anything like petty or tip for that. It was just like, you know, we're not going to make whatever it is you want. Oh God. I love it when, when a restaurant is like, this isn't your house. Yeah. So you don't get to behave as if it were. 
I really like it. Cause I think a lot of in LA, especially a lot of restaurants and bars are used to acquiescing to celebrities. And so if they have some ridiculous demand, like I had a guy hand me a 20 once and he was like, go buy me cigarettes. And this was working at the store. And I was like, I'm, I'm literally on the clock here. Like I have tables everywhere. He hands me another 20. He's like, truly, I just, I just need some cigarettes. And I was like, truly, I have to do my job. And he just was so annoyed. And I was like, yeah, you're not getting your 40 bucks back. Thank you for my 40. Yeah, I was so annoyed. And it was like, look around, bro. There's a show going on. It was just like that level of entitlement where I was like, oh, you think I can leave a section of 100 people and walk to Pink Dot, buy you a pack of cigarettes and come back? Like, you think it's a money thing for me? Hand me $500. I'm out for the night. <laughs> I'll buy you a case of cigarettes. Like, people Did are Did he crazy. do that thing where he like spits in his hand and puts the money <laughs> no he didn't ticket 20 <laughs> here's another 20 no he did not okay and last question la- last question I'd, i've Sound lost it out. okay aha what's one piece of advice that you would give to customers who interact with customer service workers i feel like i have to two independent clauses so i'm going to join them with Ooh. an and so it's a two and one you're so smart <laughs> it's going to be be kind and, and? Remember, they're there to work. Mm, what does that mean? Don't occupy their like. Don't try to befriend them. That seems to be a thing with you. You when you're at work, you, you're not trying to make friends with the tables. <laughs> you're trying to make friends with your coworkers. She's very agreeable, folks. Don't don't I'm an still hire her. She will interact. It's that reality show person. Who's like, I'm not here to make friends, and then they're like, "We got the sound bite." <laughs> <laughs> That's how you're wired. So don't occupy their time, though. Like, don't yeah. don't hold them hostage yeah. at the table. Oh, tell me about yourself. Oh, that's nice. Oh, it's another actor. Like, the, oh, God. <laughs> everyone wants, every, I feel like it's always people who are like just over 40, maybe, or, you know, retirement age. I feel like maybe they reach that, different people reach this point at different times in their lives. Yeah. But then they go to restaurants and they want to ask the server what it is that they're pursuing so that when the server walks away, they're going to be like, mm, good luck to them. I know, and kind of cast a little bit of shade. <laughs> and you're like, what it is. yeah, I don't need They just your... want to feel better about themselves. That's right. And they're like, aren't we glad we pursued something that we're unhappy in? Because mm-hmm. it's guaranteed. We can sit here and judge. This is nice. This is nice. <laughs> we're not going to tip. We're having a terrible time. Enjoy your tacos, guys. Um, well, is there anything else that you wish people knew when in customer service experiences or anything else, any stories you didn't share that you're like, I should have shared that? Yes, um, because a girl is nice, it doesn't mean she's interested in you. Mm, please elaborate. There's a lot of that. I mean, There's I told a you. a lot of that. Old men, old foreign men. Not always old men, though. When I bartended, it was like you had to be careful how nice you were well, to people. Well, that's because you're American. I mean, I'm American, but I don't. American guys don't like me. Wait, why? I don't know. You're intimidating. It's your confidence. <laughs> I'm not they, have to, they have to have crossed the sea. <laughs> <laughs> to appreciate your like, your whole essence. Like, I've come from afar. I'm like, oh, well, in that case. <laughs> That's why you married a 72-year-old man. I mean, you were just mm-hmm. like, this is how it has to be. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. He stepped off that barge, and I was like, did Yes. <laughs> you met him at Ellis Island, and you were like, mm-hmm. you're my dude. Yeah. And he took his walker, and he inched his way over to you, and that was it. Mm-hmm. You just fell in love. It was a long inching, too. It was very dramatic. <laughs> and slow as hell like a rom-com scene <laughs> i should have played some music because it was just like pause shuffle shuffle pause shuffle shuffle oh we're so ageist on this podcast it's so terrible <laughs> well how can you get how can people get in touch with you alessandra what is your why is your ig filled with your dogs like what's what's going on there should people how do people find you 
Um, so Instagram is yeah, Y-E-A-H, Zandra. This is my screen name that I've had since AIM days. Yeah. I'm too lazy to change it. Okay. Um, and everybody at my, at my first high school, everybody would be like, yeah, so-and-so, instead of saying like, hello. <laughs> it was just, we were all like, yeah, yeah, Kate. Like, you pass <laughs> So I made that my screen name and some others did too. And I just haven't changed it. Um, so, it's kind of encouraging though. I kind of love that. I wish oh. people would walk around me and be like, yeah, Kate, like it's like this like <laughs> uplifting thing yeah. of like, yeah, that's right. I don't know what we're guessing, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was pretty positive in hindsight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. And then my Twitter is the lady creep. Oh, because, spelled the way we think. Yes. Why? Because I am a lady and a creep. That's right. Mm-hmm. You are, you have that whole vibe. Mm-hmm. Can you spell your handle for IG? Oh yeah. yeah. Y E A H. It's not ye, like ye, ye, or ye, Sandra. Oh, ye. Y-E-A-H-Z-A-N-D-R-A. Okay. Well, folks, we're going to drop your checks now. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help us out here at Service from Hell, we'd love to have you subscribe, rate, and or review the show wherever you listen. It will help us reach more people that need to be schooled on the art of being kind and will be catharsis for those of us still working in the industry. If you want to get in touch with us here at Service from Hell directly, send us your receipts to servicefromhellpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And remember, folks, if you can't afford to tip, you can't afford to go out. So don't be garbage and be good to people. It's easier that way. Thank you so much for being on. That's going to do it for us here. All right, folks. Thank you so much. Good night. Alessandra. That was really good. Thank you. (laughs) Nailed it. I'm so, I really, names is such a thing for me. Like, I want to make sure... Because I feel like in this country, we're just like, what's the whitest way to say it? And that upsets me. Anyway. Oh, yeah. We, we joke that you were Kate. Yeah. Okay. Which is a good name. <laughs> but it's not my fucking name. And Quest. Just Quest, right? Yeah. Okay, great.